Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now, one thing I've often argued is that dance in schools is as important as math. We are physical creatures. Because of the pace of globalization, education has become a strategic issue. You need a school curriculum which has the arts, the humanities, uh, the sciences, technology. Not incidentally, not in a hierarchy, but equally and co-equally important. It was never drummed out of us, never beaten out of us, the creative side. It just it wasn't the slightest bit encouraged and it didn't get you marks. Creativity to me is not an option, it's an absolute necessity. The imagination is always manufacturing scenarios, both good and bad, and the ego tries to keep you trapped in the multiplex of the mind. Fantasy is not nothing. It is, of course, not a tangible object, but it is a fact, nevertheless. Everyone goes through English, math, science, and so forth, from like fifth grade to sixth grade to seventh grade, like it's an assembly line. But people are not objects on an assembly line. It was either art or German. I opted to do art, and he said, if I were you, I would do German. I said, why? He said it would be more useful. Well, it's so amazing. As a result of our kind of educational system, crowds of students say, well, we'd like to be painters, we'd like to be poets, we'd like to be writers, but as everybody knows, you can't earn any money that way. Uh, let's go through with it. What do you want to do? When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. See, what we're doing is we're bringing up children and educating them to live the same sort of lives we're living in order that they may justify themselves and find satisfaction in life by bringing up their children to bring up their children to do the same thing so it's all wretch and no vomit. It never gets there. You will never fulfill your destiny doing work you despise. Do you like what you're doing and do you like where you're going? Let me ask you another question. What would you like to do? You only find your path by walking. Our eyes are not viewers. They are also projectors that are running a second story over the picture that we see in front of us all the time. I thought you could do anything with a camera that the eye could do or the imagination could do. So I, anything I could think up in my dreams, I attempted to photograph. Don't let anything stand in the way of the light that shines through this form. Risk being seen in all of your glory. 
Every single one of us has our own unique why. It is our birthright. It comes from the sum total of how we were raised as kids. It is objective. You have one and you have one for the rest of your life. The only one, right? And the rest of our lives are about making the decisions that help us uh, keep in balance with our why. Because a lot of kids just in, in school kind of puzzled as to why yeah. they're there. <laughs> and I think if you can explain the why of things, then that makes a huge difference to people's motivation. Yeah. And they understand, they understand purpose. And after all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you could eventually become a master of it. It's the only way to become a master of something, to be really with it. Somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others who are. Therefore, it's so important to consider this question. What do I desire? It's interesting to me how many people uh, who are creatives, so to speak, um, will also say, they're not, but they're not really very smart. Or people who think they're intelligent will say they're not very creative. And actually, creativity and intelligence aren't separate. They are functions of the same thing. Creativity is about having fresh ideas, and that's a function of intelligence. So when I say creativity is as important as literacy, it's, it's not separate from it. But creativity seems to me to be the hallmark of human intelligence, however we describe it. You know, that, uh, and there's something prior to it, which is imagination. Imagination is the power to bring into mind things that aren't present. Creativity is putting that to work in, in some way. But the best evidence of the power of human creativity is that we all create our own lives. Um, you know, every human life is a unique achievement. There have been 100 billion people, we think, on the planet in the past 150, 200,000 years. And every single life has been different. Everyone. Because you create your life. Cultivating creativity and curiosity seems to me to absolutely be paramount. And it's the starting point of education. You have to um, see, help people to see that many things we think are provisional, they're contingent, they can be changed, we can think differently. Uh, we don't need to be trapped into our own biography. We can recreate ourselves if we wish to. And that's what, as I understand it, a lot of this work is about. It's seeing, giving people another sense, another realm of possibilities that they can come to occupy and inhabit. But it begins by enlivening the capacity to ask questions, uh, the sense of intrigue about the world around us. And it's that that gets killed in schools when it comes down to direct instruction, testing and multiple choice, bubble tests. It's the very thing that should give life to education that we kill off at the bottom. I hate the expression, uh, dropout. In America currently, something like 30% uh, of kids who start the ninth grade don't complete the 12th grade. And to call these kids dropouts makes it sound like they failed the system. And it's much more accurate to say the system has failed them. Because I don't know any kid who doesn't want to learn. You know, children are born <coughs> with immense possibilities, I mean infinite possibilities, and they have a massive appetite to learn. My take on this is this, that all of us are born into two worlds. You know, that there's a world that existed before you came into it. It was there before you were, it's the world of historical circumstances, it's the world that exists whether or not you exist. Uh, but there's another world that exists only because you exist. It's the world that came into being when you did, it's the world of your private consciousness, uh, the world of yourself. Uh, the world of, of which it was once said, there's only one set of footprints. Uh, but the world of your own anxieties, hopes and aspirations and talents and fears and ambitions and so on. Education is filled with the outer world. And most of the problems that children experience are to do with their inner world. 
So as I see it, the role of education is to help children understand the world around them, that's clearly essential, uh, and also the world within them, so that they can become you know, compassionate, fulfilled, um, and engaged individuals. And for me, the great deficit in education at the moment is the extent to which we fail to engage the child's inner world and recognize how much they could become if we invested enough of our time, effort, and own conscious understanding into what their possibilities are. Uh, the whole ideal of Western education is to get people to university. And therefore, and it's because the universities abrogated the system to their own purposes. Therefore, we have in the system this deep, deeply mistaken assumption that intelligence is the same thing as academic ability. Now, an academic ability is very important, but it's a very specific capacity, you know, the capacity to certain types of deductive reasoning, certain types of critical discourse. Um, but the upshot is that if you're not very good at that, you're thought not to be very smart. Because the truth is, if you create a very narrow conception of ability, you create a very big conception of disability. Um, I'm from Liverpool in England. I went to school across the city centre from uh, the Liverpool Institute, which is where Paul McCartney was at school. I, I wrote a book a few years ago called The Element, How Finding Your Passion Changes Everything. And I interviewed lots of people for, for the book, uh, one of whom was Paul McCartney. And I said, did you enjoy music at school? And uh, he said, no, he hated it. I said, did your music teacher think you had any talent? He said, no, not really. He does, doesn't he? And then uh, one of the other people in the same music program in the same school was George Harrison. And I said, did your music teacher think you, George had any talent? He said, no, not really. Um, I said, well, look, would this be a reasonable comment that there was this one music teacher in Liverpool in the late 1950s who had half the Beatles in his class <laughs> and he missed it. He said yes. Well, it's a bit of an oversight, isn't it? Because there's this narrow view of ability, if you have trouble writing or speaking, it's assumed that you have some associated mental incapacity, which is why you get this big conception of disability surrounding it. But if you reframe the conception of ability, suddenly you discover all these talents and possibilities that are inherent all the time. Um, all kinds of kids are told they've got problems who don't have them. They're created by the system. And it's the problem of the system that we need to, to address, that if you reframe ability, all of these difficulties that people seem to be suffering from suddenly disappear. If you find the things they're good at, if you create an environment which is holistic, which is addressing your spiritual development, your physical development, which recognize that human life is not linear, it's organic, and it will take many different courses, then you have a completely different setting conditions under which people will flourish. So we now have a system based on competition, narrow view of ability, and one in which people are being medicated to stay with the program. They're being pathologized for losing interest in what is essentially very boring stuff. Um, we sit them down all day long and wonder why they fidget. Um, and there are different ways of doing it, better ways. I mean, for me, it's, it's about taking this thing to scale. But taking it to scale doesn't mean replicating it, because as you say, there's no perfect school. Actually, there are no tools, to, two schools alike, but like there are no two individuals alike. But there are principles you can apply everywhere. And getting those principles in place to me is the big challenge now. And therefore, you need a school curriculum which has the arts, the humanities, uh, the sciences, technology, not incidentally, not in a hierarchy, but equally and co-equally important. Uh, it's important for every reason, and also because for some kids, that's where they're, they're real lives are going to lie. That's where they will discover themselves most fully. As soon as we lose sight of the fact that this is a very personal process 
um, of cultivating interest and curiosity and talent and ability and all of those things and an awareness of the world around you. Um, if we lose sight of that and the role of teaching, then we end up in the mess that we're in. Most school curricula are divided into two groups of subjects, useful ones and useless ones. And the useless ones are, you know, art and music and dance and so on, things like that. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't over-psychologize it, but it was, the, it was the lack of those things on my own education that made me think hard about why they mattered. Now, one thing I've often argued is that dance in schools is as important as math. Um, and to most Western people, that sounds like a, a, a bizarre exaggeration of something. But it's not. You know, people are embodied. We are physical creatures. We, and to watch dancers at work is the most extraordinary thing. You know, the, it, it's not just a physical activity. Of course not. It's a, it's a holistic activity. And we've had these industrial systems. We've been focused on output, on yield. We've created sterile, inhuman conditions in our schools where people are not learning, even though you know, we're getting data and so on. And along the way, what we've done is eroded the culture of learning. And all schools know, and I'm sure it's true of your schools, so if you get the culture of the school right, get the culture right, you know, <clears throat> then things grow. And it's implying those organic principles. And if, if we can get all schools to do that, then the problem will start to write itself. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 